Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of All About Sports the podcast. Uh today we're bringing you another NBA episode and you're joined by host Mazhar, Aniket and myself Rishav. Um today, you know, as free agency has gone on in the NBA, it's been pretty fun, lots of moves and we figured it's it's a good time for us to kind of just sit down and dive into some of the moves that happened this off season. And the goal is to kind of discuss some of the big names that got moved, um some of the not so big names that got moved that we liked. and then also discuss some of the major teams that um that made some big uh, moves this off season that we like and so we we should say a major focus of our conversation today will be on players who have changed teams so not so much players who re-signed with their current team but we would be amiss if we didn't mention that um there are a few big names that re-signed with their current teams um and signed long term contracts with their current teams which is Bam Adebayo with the Miami Heat, uh Brandon Ingram with the New Orleans Pelicans, uh Jason Tatum with the Boston Celtics and Donovan Mitchell uh with the Utah Jazz. So, uh now if, yeah, I know I've gotten a long spiel, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the big uh the big free agents that moved this off season and let's start with I think the biggest name um in terms of money at least, which was Gordon Hayward moving from Boston to Charlotte. Uh, on a four-year, one-twenty million deal, guys, did you all see this coming? Do you like the move? What happened? Go for it, Goi. Go for it. I can see you itching to like just bring it up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really didn't think Gordon Hayward was gonna move. I mean, I got to listen to his old track. I mean, this dude was an aspiring rap artist also. But I mean, all of that aside, I mean, as as impact what was it it was g time right g time he was like it's g time sorry goey but g-time. it was g time g time right? yes yeah. it's g time g time <laughs> yep yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. so so g time was <laughs> g time was uh, has jumped ship and uh, i mean once when he came back from his injury like everyone was looking forward to it right like can this guy make as much of an impact as he showed but now he's with the hornets i am really really ready to see this guy have a have a proper go like at i mean at boston i always felt like he was overshadowed by a lot of names not not just like one name but at the hornets you know like once this guy moved to the hornets how how many players are really really like bigger than gordon hayward over here okay mj <laughs> <laughs> that's about the only name i i can think of but um, yeah i i'm 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 super pumped to see g time get his his own uh, screen time at a team funny thing is uh, gui the funny thing about gordon hayward is obviously he's g time but he's going to be playing with the brother of another rapper <laughs> also basketball player <laughs> slash basketball player lonzo ball so 
Lamelo Ball, firstly, I think he has become the biggest name. I know Gordon Hayward, obviously, one-time All-Star, uh, Boston Celtics in his resume. We know how good he was with the Utah Jazz. So, all of those things. But still, you're so right in terms of... Obviously, see, uh, uh, we aren't anyone to question what the Hornets have seen. Yes, injuries have been Gordon Hayward's biggest setbacks. But that doesn't take away from how good a player he actually is. It, and I think we can use another example for this, and that's Derrick Rose, right? Um, D. Rose was never and still isn't up to that MVP season level that he was and never will be, let's face it. But that doesn't mean that they aren't still above average players or someone who can make a massive difference. And a team like the Charlotte Hornets, Hornets sorry, uh, who are looking to rebuild, and looking for maybe success, planned success over a long-term sort of period. Having someone like Gordon Hayward simply helps because it's a, he's an established name. You know you're going to get points from him. You know what uh, you are going to get from someone like a Gordon Hayward as long as he stays fit. Uh, he'll be a good mentor for someone like a Melo, LaMelo Ball as well in terms of... And LaMelo Ball is not only a playmaker. Yes, he's no... I mean, he is a point guard predominantly, but he creates his own shot. And what uh, Hayward can help him do is spread the floor out a bit, because given his size and versatility that uh, uh, Gordon Hayward brings to the floor. So I just think all around, it's a good piece to add. In uh, it's what, but what is shocking, Krishnan, and you brought that up, is uh, the amount that they paid for him, right? I'm not sure he's worth that much given his history or the track record of his injuries. But I'm a big fan of Gordon Hayward. I always have been. So if if it's the G time or if he suddenly comes out with some hot ass rap album, you know, then maybe they make back some money. But uh, no, jokes apart, uh, I think it's an interesting call. It's a gutsy move to pay so much to bring him in. But it could pay off. It's one of those gambles. And we all know how Jordan loves to gamble. So, <laughs> And I think it's, it, it, like you said, it, it probably doesn't put them in the edge of being like a serious competitor in the East. But they're frankly a franchise that is starved for success. Even reaching the playoffs, maybe playing in the playoffs means something to this franchise. And Gordon Hayward maybe tips them a little bit more in that direction. Frankly, you know, Kemba Walker is like the only superstar they've had in a while. Gordon Hayward is really the next person to um, to help them out in that aspect. So it'll it'll be interesting. I, I can't lie, I was definitely surprised. But you know, going off that, you know, the other big signing, which is again kind of a similar situation, a very uh, a somewhat or of course a much more experienced person going to a younger team. Chris Paul getting traded to the Phoenix Suns. He's going to team up with Devin Booker uh, in Phoenix. This is an interesting one. Um, Chris Paul like revived his career at OKC, proved why he's still in some senses, point guard. Uh, what do you all think of that move for Phoenix, for Chris Paul? How's that going to shape out in the West? So, um, I guess with Chris Paul, he's, he's starved of success, right? Uh, he's, he's still going to try to win a ring and now I think he's accepted the fact that he's not going to win a ring. Uh, but what he can do is enjoy his basketball to the maximum abilities that he can. And why not a team up with someone like Devin Booker, a pure shooter, one of the best uh, shooters currently in the league, no doubt. Uh, he, so, 
I think he's he's just gone to Phoenix simply because he'll have fun there, and uh, he wasn't going to get picked up by the Lakers. Obviously, he's not going to get picked up by the Bucks. Uh, he's not going to get picked up by any potential uh, championship winners. So, what was the best option then was to go and join a team that just marginally missed the playoffs, get them to the playoffs, and then try to cause an upset. So, uh, and with less expectations now. Let's not forget that. Uh, with his previous teams, there was still that sort of glimmer of hope that okay, maybe yes, we can. Uh, but he stuck to the Western Conference and uh, cutsy move again. But I think it's more, and even Paul knows that that it's a play to just help Phoenix enter making the playoffs, make them a playoff contention team, and maybe then if they have a good season and Devin Booker goes off again, like we saw him in the bubble. Uh, Maybe someone big might join them next year and maybe they'll have a sort of mini big three. So, I think he's played his cards right and he's made a good decision by joining Phoenix. Uh, I'm interested to see how... And I actually think he's going to be very, very handy for DeAndre Ayton. Someone who needs the service and Paul will find him, that's for sure. And he's going to feed him the ball, feed him the ball, feed him the ball. So, I think we'll see... Aiton's game significantly improved, and that's what—that's the one thing I really respect about Chris Paul is his ability to make everyone better. So, very much like a uh, Rajon Rondo, uh, you could say. I think those two are literally at a different level when it comes to involving teammates. And yeah, great move in the end. We'll know uh, maybe two, three years down the line. So I don't think too many people have gone as point guard. I mean, Christian called it like right. I mean, how how many people do you know who had that level of you know cult hero kind of respect? Chris Paul is just like one of those guys, and um, Mazar just summed it up pretty perfectly. He is one of the best at involving everyone in the team, and and Aiden needs that kind of service. Right, Devok is a shooter. He I mean as good as good as you. As good as he is in those clash moments, in shooting those big threes, you need someone who's going to avoid that situation altogether, right? Keep feeding Aiton the ball, keep involve more people, get more points on the board from more guys, as opposed to having D Book shoot, shoot like the last clutch shot and then have that much pressure on him. Also, with the Suns, I don't think Chris Paul has any kind of pressure. Just, just have fun with your. Just, just have fun with the rock. Go for it. Pass it around. Involve people. Although coach D book in the you know let let get this guy doing what what you do as well. He's teaming up with one of the most promising players in in all of basketball, right? So it's it's gonna be fun to watch. And Chris Paul has still just has so much respect. He just has so much respect from the basketball community. And I think everyone's looking forward to that partnership between Devok and Chris Paul. It might be so much fun. <laughs> this is something I'm looking forward to right now. No, I, I, I love what you all mentioned because and I think there's one other aspect to this, which is Phoenix, I think a little bit mini panicked this offseason. Because they had a fantastic bubble, right? They went eight and zero in the bubble and they didn't reach the playoffs. And we remember through the season, you all will probably remember that Draymond Green quote where he goes like, get my man Booker out of there. 
I think a part of Phoenix suddenly panicked and said, "Listen, we need to prove to this guy that we can reach the playoffs." And that's what Chris Paul does. Like, let's let's look at Chris Paul last season, right? You take Chris Paul out of OKC, there is no chance that team reaches the playoffs. No chance. He takes that team to the playoffs, and similar to Charlotte, this team as well, Phoenix are starved. They need to be in the playoffs. They need to prove to their guys like Booker, like DeAndre Ayton. We can be in the playoffs. We can be a team that's in there. Again, it's not going to take them to the top of the West, but it'll get them competing and playing competitive basketball in the in the postseason, which they need to be playing. And Chris Paul is the guy to do that. And I love the point that you all made about DeAndre Ayton because look at what he made DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan became an all-star when playing with Chris Paul. We can see something similar from DeAndre Ayton. And I would argue DeAndre Ayton as a starting point might be even more talented, maybe less athletic, but may have a little more offensive game than DeAndre Jordan uh, did when he started off with Chris Paul. So, it's going to be fun. Phoenix will be a fun place uh, to watch basketball again. Hey everyone, uh, at the time that we were recording, we tried to give you the information, all the trades that happened till then. Uh, obviously, since the time that we recorded, a few more trades happened that we wanted to keep you posted on. Uh, the big ones that we wanted to highlight were, one, Russell Westbrook got traded from the Houston Rockets to the Washington Wizards with John Wall moving the other way uh, and the Wizards giving the Rockets a first round protected pick as well. Uh, and in other news, Anthony Davis signed a five-year uh, deal with the Los Angeles Lakers signing for $190 million. That's it. Back to the regular podcast. <laughs> so with that, guys, so those are the big moves. Now let's move into some of the teams whose moves we've liked, right? Let's start off with the, the champions, Lakers. Must this is your team. I'm going to hand this to you. They've moved around a lot. But how do you feel they've settled down with all the guys that they've gotten now? So firstly, the main thing and the most important thing I think that everyone needs to know is that the Lakers pre-2011 were very good in free agency. They were a very successful team, of course, led by Mr. Bus. Uh, then sadly he passed away then Genie Bus took over the reins then they brought in uh, Rob Pelinka uh, so they brought in Rob Pelinka uh, very close to Kobe obviously because he kept giving Kobe the multi-millions uh, but, but I'm drifting off but the main thing is he's actually succeeded in these, this free agency after they've brought in Anthony Davis uh, as much as they gave up it was it was literally championship or bust and well, they made it. So, of course, everyone's talking about Montreal's Harrell. The Lakers picked up Montreal's Harrell, the sixth man of the year. They picked up Dennis Schroeder, who finished second in the sixth man of the year race. Uh, so, uh, I mean, great acquisitions, obviously, when, when you just think right off the bat, oh yeah, Harrell, Schroeder. Perfect. And the Lakers was starved of a proper point guard who had the ability to create his own shot. They've got that with Schroeder. They've added uh, that versatile uh, uh, Montrez Harrell who can play the big man role and at the same time give you a really good offensive performance. Um, but they've also lost some integral pieces according to me. John Rondo being the biggest. Uh, he was very instrumental in the Lakers' success. So, it's sad to see him go, especially since even Avery Bradley wasn't there in the bubble. So, we really realized how important Rondo yeah. was. I mean, he chose to opt out. So, that's not really the Lakers' fault over there. They also lost out on Dwight Howard and Javal McGee. And that, for me, is a bit of... Uh, that... that 
that was something that I did not like because I feel like the Lakers really depended on their big men. Yes, it didn't matter so much when they started playing small ball in the playoffs because they had to match up to the opponents. But they are crucial and at crucial times they can take away series and certain games. And we hopefully it doesn't backfire because I'm not sure if you want to have AD playing at the five game in, game out. Uh, so... It, it's pressure on him in terms of, and generally as well, it's risky in terms of injuries. You don't want your superstar to get injured. You want him to play at least 70. Uh, this time it's a 72 game season. So maybe you want him to at least play 60 or be healthy for at least 60 games out of those. So, and then uh, come playoffs time, you need him for every single game. So uh, I think that was a bit worrying, but they added Mark Gasol. So, I know, Krishnan, you weren't a big fan of that trade. But, again, you lose two crucial centers. You get one who is still uh, not the level he used to be defensively, but still something, right? And still a multi, uh, multiple-time All-Star. Has the experience of winning a championship with Toronto. Uh, and, well, uh, Lakers runs in his blood, right? Uh, so, you never know. Maybe he'll end up winning two championships as well. So, all in all, I think good work by the Lakers. Just one thing I wanted to highlight here. Uh, of course, uh, KCP signed a new deal and stuck to the uh, the Lakers. Caruso is still there. I think those were great moves. They lost Danny Green, but they gained a better player uh, in Wesley Matthews, according to me, because Wesley Matthews is equally good defensively. But He's 100% more consistent when it comes to shooting threes, especially from the corner. He's a dead eye from the corner. And yeah, all in all, good business, Rob Pelinka. Uh, I'm excited as a Lakers fan to see a repeat. But the biggest question mark here is AD not re-signing yet, which could open up uh, something in the future for a certain Greek freak. But... <laughs> That's tampering. That's tampering. We've discussed this. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, I know, yeah, no, I, I, I can go on about the Lakers, but I think I'll cut it short. <laughs> no, no, Maz, no. I, the, the one thing, I, I want to just say overall, I, I really like Lakers business. I actually think they've gotten better, especially with the guys they kind of had to lose. But I'm going to use this quick moment to do my, my, my crapping on Mark Gasol. I was a huge fan of Mark Gasol in Memphis. And I am so confused by what has happened to this guy in Toronto. He has lost all of his offensive game in the last season. Even, in, you know, the season before with Kawhi Leonard, he was okay. He was doing his job. And I still think he's a decent, he's a pretty good defensive player. So, on the defensive end, he's pretty good. And I think he's a worse rim protector than Javel McGee. But he's way more switchable. He guards guys like Giannis way better than someone like a JaVale McGee. He can go out to, you know, like a, like a Brook Lopez who, who shoots threes. He can go out and guard them. Um, but I don't understand what happens has happened to Mark Gasol's offense. The guy barely shoots. He doesn't drive to the basket. And my slight concern is, let's look at the bigs who play well with LeBron James, right? It's either dunkers and dumpers. Like you have the Tristan Thompson who looks ridiculous when he's playing with LeBron James. Um, or it's guys who just say, listen, I won't be a guy who takes attention. I'll just sit on the side and shoot threes. Like a Kevin Love. Chris Bosh, I think, also ended up being, you know, taking away less attention when he played in Miami. Became more of a three-point shooter in Miami. Those are the guys who do well. 
my concern is see marcus all can't be the dunker and dumper he's not athletic enough at this point and his three point shooting was decent in his last season in memphis but frankly has tapered off especially in the playoffs so my only concern like you said much is just the big men i am a little bit not sold on marcus all offensively um, but overall i think i think good business um good business for the lakers this off season I mean, I agree with Krishna and her completely. I don't remember Mark Gasol doing anything impactful offensively in maybe the last two seasons. Two, yeah. two, I mean, two maybe a little harsh, but yeah, impactful. I by impactful, I mean has he has he contributed to enough points which would say that you know if without Mark Gasol, this game would have been lost. Don't remember any any anything of that sort. I Krishna just said it. He just said it like there is nothing memorable in the last two seasons about Mark Gasol's offensive play, which kind of raises the question. <laughs> Go well, on. I think guys, no, no. So I was just saying. I think you guys are missing two fundamental points here. The Lakers aren't looking for a shooter in their center. They aren't looking for those points per game because let's face it, even Javale and Dwight won't getting those points. Dwight, yes, he had got those points on and off, but Dwight very occasionally just, did. But sometimes you just yeah. But sometimes you just need a physical presence to just cause some disruption on that defensive end. And I think Marcus All has that. He's got the size. He's got the wingspan, and he's just going to cause a hindrance. He doesn't have to mark Giannis Krishnan, for example. He we uh, the Lakers have AD for that, or worst case, LeBron eventually. As well, so at least if uh, let's say Yanis is further out uh, than around the key, so that's what I'm trying to say. So they just wanted a physical presence who is established, who has playoff experience. He is a champion. He did well for Toronto in whatever role. Yes, I agree. His offensive game has disappeared. I think that's a lack of confidence. Maybe that'll come back under Vogel. Um, so I'm just saying that yes. The, the it was a move by the Lakers just because they knew they were going to lose both Dwight and Javale. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I, I don't think he was their first choice as well. No, I agree. And defensively, I still see I I still see a lot of value in Gasol. So I I do have to I have to give you that. And now moving much, I'll move from your team now to a man that you love, Gui, uh, Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks also made a lot of moves. Now this is going from the Lakers, who are the best. To Atlanta, who are the second worst in the East? I'm assuming you think they can be get better, Gui. What do you think of their move so far this off season? Like I, I'll be really honest. Trey, Trey had everyone on strings last season. Everyone. I to 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 publicly say something like you know the the respect should be as loud as as. As a disrespect, or something, something of that sort, you know, like people really, people really got on his back, saying stuff like, you know, this guy's not gonna cut it, blah blah blah. No, 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 no. Just no. Trey Young lacks size, and, and so many things, right? About like, and this this dude just casually nutmegs everyone he feels like on the basketball court. How many people did you see nutmegging people on the basketball court before he started doing it? And I, I'm not, I'm not joking. It became a thing after he, he did it. After he, this, after this guy nutmegs three people in the same game, 
right fine maybe we can do this you know maybe this is a way of getting past defenders maybe this is a way of getting fouls maybe this is a way of accumulating fouls against another team right this guy has so much heart he has he just has so much heart and now he's going to tape up i mean this is another one of those right like debook with chris paul this is going to be trey young with rondo and maybe they're not very like for like you know they're not the same type the behind the backs and stuff like that maybe trey doesn't have those things in his locker but just the sheer amount of experience rondo could you know help he could he could help propel trey in in a in in the same way chris paul could help debook and the suns and let's be honest atlanta had atlanta was nothing team last season even with trey even with trey that team is nothing but these guys are added rondo and rondo most certainly isn't like one of the guys who takes something lying down right he is one of the guys who i don't fight on court he <laughs> he's not. He's just not. He's not a quiet guy, and I'm. I'm sure he's. He's gonna help that team a lot. And and okay, maybe the Hawks aren't gonna aren't gonna become immediately. Of course, to say that they are in contention for a conference final is is <laughs> just too much. But yeah, like someone like Trey, that really helps his career a lot, right? Being with someone who's had. both loads of experience how many people can say that they played with the Celtics and the Lakers <laughs> not too many and and Rondo can say that with right like he's done well at both i'm i'm really looking that that yeah, yeah i think he's a champion two, with like, both so combinations <laughs> these two combinations between like old school and like really really young players which i'm looking forward to is going to be amazing like In case anyone hasn't noticed, it's something I'm really looking forward to. So I I, I think Rondo obviously a great addition for the Hawks, but Krishnan, I I I know that you've been keenly following uh, some of the trades that the Hawks have made, and what do you make of Gallinari and obviously also Bogdan Bogdanovic, one of my the guys I hated the most when he was playing with the Kings because he always seemed to have the big shot against the Lakers. hit that buzzer beater also which I'll never forgive him for two years back but uh, yeah i mean clint capella as well so they've got some good pieces so what do you make of that no i like that you know i i like what you said was they've got some nice pieces and the team is starting to gel together i really like the bogdan bogdanovic signing right he's been a guy who's i'm surprised has never been in a six man of the year conversation you know with sacramento um he's a great scorer off the bench he's a great leader off the bench and frankly you know once trey young is on the bench that team panics they don't understand what to do they don't know how to run plays and when you have rondo and bogdanovic coming in that's going to make a huge difference for that team i like garanari as well um i think he's going to be a good mentor for someone like a john collins um to to learn off uh, you know to learn from um again he, he's an experienced guy he still is not he still is a decent player i think he had a decent season with okc he's not going to be a a huge um necessarily a huge factor but he's going to be a good mentor he's going to be a, a very good player when he needs to be um and and again like you know this is another young team that needs leadership and getting people like rondo and gallinari should hopefully get you that and and let's not forget i love that you mentioned capella mas we've not seen capella in a hawks uniform and that could work really well right because we know that guards are talented 
but now can someone like a clint capella take them to the next level along with uh, you know side by side with john collins you know if their big man can also play that well no no i was just going to say you're right uh, they are a bit thin when it comes to the front court their back court is very strong so yeah you're absolutely right that's all i wanted to say no perfect and i know so one last thing we wanted to cover uh this the the Philadelphia 76ers cuz they just got Daryl Morey as their GM and you know once Morey comes in business is happening this man is not a patient dude he starts making moves as soon as he is in guys what do you think of the 76ers they had a pretty disappointing season last year but they made some nice moves you know they've signed um Seth Curry they've signed Dwight Howard what do you guys think of the 76ers are they are they going to be better than last season uh Yeah, I've got to say yes simply because I think uh just they've added those pieces to come off the bench and they had a very thin bench is what I feel before this. So having Dwight coming in just adds to that because I don't think Al Horford was really cutting it. Uh so sadly he I I he's just not the same. Uh Dwight will give them that physicality and I'm actually interested to see how Embiid and Dwight play. uh it's going to be quite fiery it's going to be quite aggressive uh it, it's a fearsome uh, front court that they have uh seth curry is just a fantastic addition uh, he averaged what 12 around 12 points per game last season in 24 minutes uh in a very good dallas side mind you just wasn't shooting enough because when you look at his shooting percentage it's ridiculous He shoots forty. He shot forty-five percent from three over his career. He's shooting forty-four point three uh, from the three-point line, and it's not just from the three-point line. It's literally beyond that. He's literally in the Trey Young and Steph Curry zones or Damian Lillard zones where he shoots threes from sometimes and just hits them. So, uh, just someone they needed because obviously you're not getting threes from Ben Simmons. So. you need they definitely needed a bit more three point shooting tobias harris well i'm just not going to say anything but he's going to definitely be the key for the 76ers going into the next season if he can somehow pr- produce the performance that he did in his all star season with the clips then maybe you never know No, that that definitely makes sense. I mean, I'm excited to see them. I, and you, like you said, getting a shooter in someone like Seth Curry is a is a pretty good addition. Um, so that's our guys. That's our that's our team previews. And we want to do a little bit of a fun thing, and this is kind of interactive for us as well. We wanted to talk about some of the moves that we liked from this off season that kind of went under the radar, and they're not the biggest marquee signings. So some of the nice moves that teams made that were a little quieter than some of the other ones that we discussed so far. So Gui I'm going to put you on the spot first. Uh who's your like slightly more quiet signing or trade that you really liked from this off season? All right this this one I mean there are a few uh which which kind of just like I mean people saw the light when it happened and completely forgot about it but um for me Crowder moving to the Suns is 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 a very good one because Crowder it wasn't like this This guy wasn't doing anything at the heat. He was even in, including the playoffs, including the playoffs. So in case the Suns do make it, like I mean, you've got you've got someone who just in the previous season was doing a bit, more than a bit. Let let's be honest. He it wasn't like he had a very 
backseat kind of role in the playoffs. So Crowder is most certainly one of the one of the trades which has kind of flown under the radar. Most people would have just complete just seen it and forgotten about. And I have one more, but I won't mention it. I won't mention it because Crowder is a good shout. I don't want anyone to you know completely <laughs> shit on my other pick. So in case someone mentions it, maybe I say it. <laughs> Buzz, who, who do you got as your favorite? Uh, is your favorite signing that we haven't spoken about? Uh, favorite signing? No, I, the favorite retainership I would say for me would be KCP for the Lakers. I think uh, he was very integral. So I, I would say it, I think that's something that's going under the radar and people aren't realizing. And and credit to KCP, like he took a lower contract. He could have definitely have opted for more money and probably have gone to another challenger. Potentially, and uh, but he chose to stick by the Lakers because he sees win now and win always as his like sort of strategy. So why not, right? And he is highly regarded by the Lakers fans. LeBron loves him, so why not? So, but uh, actually, from a trade perspective, I would definitely say one trade that I know this will come as a shock to everyone, but I would say DJ Augustine for the Bucks. Now the reason why I say that is because we saw it in the playoffs with the Bucks. They seem to lack that experience at the point guard position. And what DJ Augustine does is uh, he'll give you valuable minutes. He averages what ten points per game last season with, uh, yeah, I think it was Orlando. I think was it Orlando? Yeah, it was yeah. with Orlando, but it was around ten points per game is what I recall. So which is very handy. Also have Drew, so it's just that they can mentor and really guide the team into that level beyond maybe, and then topple the Heat. Now the Heat have added four players as well, so it'll be interesting. But I just feel like Milwaukee didn't have their best run going into that bubble, and that really cost them in the playoffs. But it might be a whole different story. We don't know what levels Giannis will reach as well. So he just always gets better and better. So yeah, for me, DJ Augustine was one definitely valuable, valuable addition, and I'm and I'm a big fan of all these vets being picked up by teams that have championship hopes. And we saw that with the Lakers. So I definitely feel that Milwaukee did good business there. No, those are those are both really really nice pickups. And and my one my one that I I wanted to talk about was um was Robert Covington to the Portland Trailblazers. uh the big reason being you know portland everyone knows they're such a fun offensive team and they're a frustrating defensive team and i think like robert covington might change that a little bit right he's a great wing and the good thing is they don't lose too much on offense with him too he's he's a he's a he's one of the best i think 3 and d players currently in our league very very handy three point shooter and um, very very solid defensive player which they desperately desperately need i don't think they've ever recovered from losing mo harkless um and he can be a guy who can slot into that pretty quickly since we have a bit of time goy i'm going to go back to you i it sounds like we didn't cover the other guy that you had who's the other handy trade that uh, you think we missed out on i don't i don't know if we really like i don't know how much or how how you receive the trade or but what are your thoughts on kelly oubre come on like and any 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 positive signs there do you think like someone who can drive to the rim at golden state is needed not needed i mean kd was one of the last 
guys who did it with the warriors right who cold who cold maybe like this split the field and this have a go at the rim destroy destroy there but i mean again again this is one of those right this guy is so athletic that you think he does it every play but he doesn't so <laughs> it's kind of a toss up between how he plays or is is it that he is actually that good i think that's a good one guib because i feel like the warriors can take any help they can get right now they're quite in a soup uh, it's just i'm not sure if i should say sad to see but after all the domination that they've had over these last this last probably close to a decade so uh but yeah they needed all the help they can get and kelly oubre is a good addition for me yeah i i also think with clay out he can help a little bit with wing defense which is going to make a huge difference get well soon clay uh but anyway th- thanks so much guys uh this is a really fun discussion with the nba off season in full swing um at, you know whether you're listening or viewing please leave us a comment letting us know if we miss any exciting trades any other trades that you really enjoyed any teams we should look out for uh and like share and subscribe on all our social medias i hope you enjoy this video and take care everyone bye boys thank you